listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It's the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16, Ryan Schweitzer in Sunny Sense Making Swift Currents, Craig Boschman in the hashtag WHL Subway Hub. Bosch, uh, last night, 3-2 loss to the Regina Pats, and uh, boy, uh, this is a Swift Current Bronco podcast, but it uh, sometimes behooves us to talk about a member of the opposition, and 98 Blue last night looked pretty dangerous. Yeah, he's kind of just doing it again. And you know what uh, I mentioned in the pregame show, the broadcast, that um, it's it's going to be frustrating for teams to have to watch a player like that kind of torment them over the next couple of years. But it is good for the league to have a player that talented here. And, and he's a player who's going to sell tickets in other buildings uh, once fans are allowed back in the building. So, uh, you know, it's kind of cool to watch him for the first time up close in a game action. And what do you know, he finishes with another two points and uh, and the eventual game winner as well. Yeah, you make a mistake when he's on the ice, and uh, he certainly finds a way to make the, make the opposition pay for it. 3-2 last night. <clears throat> wow, these early morning podcasts here. 3-2 uh, loss last night. Uh, you know, the boys with a, a late game push, but but just couldn't quite tie it up, eh? Yeah, and, and you know, the, I think the big thing that sticks out to me was was how they played in the first period. Uh, you know, the first 10 minutes, they got that one nothing lead, and really had a lot of great chances to, to push that to even further. But, um, you know, sometimes you have to give credit where credit is due for the opposing goal. And Matthew Keeper, a rookie playing his uh, second WHL game, first game of the season at the other end of the rink, uh, he was good. Uh, he made the saves he had to to keep his team within striking distance and then keep them ahead the rest of the way. So um, the Broncos had a pretty good start to the game, but just couldn't get that second one. And you wonder how different things might have turned out if they were able to, to get one or two more. Yeah, I thought Reed Dick in his WHL debut last night in the Swift Current Bronco net looked comfortable in there. Yeah, he did. I mean, you look at the goals against. Uh, the first one was kind of a, a bit of a, a lucky play with the player cutting across the crease and losing the puck, but it goes right to another guy who's got an open net. And second one was just a bang bang turnover. Uh, you know, quick chance. Uh, not much Reed could do about that one. And then a breakaway for for Bernard in the third goal. So um, you know, finishes with 27 saves in his first WHL game and. I think uh, the coaching staff is happy with the way he played, and, and Reed's got to be pretty proud of the way he played as well. Liking the effort from uh, another big body player, we had six foot five goalie Reed Dick last night, and Cole Nagy. He's tough to miss when you're watching online at six foot six, one of the taller guys in the hub, and uh, he's been coming up big as well lately on the score sheet for the Broncos. Yeah, goals in back to back. I had that five three goal against Winnipeg, and then gets the, the late one to make it three uh, two yesterday against Regina. And, um, you know, also winning faceoffs. Uh, you know, we we talk. We're going to talk with Scott Dutart on uh, the coaching segment of this podcast, and he talks about the way that uh, Nagy's been able to win some draws, and he did that last night. Uh, you know, the Broncos with the net empty on the power play late in the game needed some clean faceoff wins in the in the Regina zone, and got them from Nagy. So uh, he's been heavily relied upon as a number one center, and uh, you know, the offensive game is coming around. He had three goals uh, with the Broncos all of last season. He's got two already, so um, you know, things are looking pretty bright for Cole Nagy here. You know, I like that the Swift Current Broncos, they're, they're getting power plays and they finally converted on one of them last night. But, uh, you know, it's a team that had eight advantage, eight man advantage opportunities last night. And, uh, you know, they must be doing something right and keeping their feet moving and drawing these penalties. Well, and that's just it. I mean, you, you hope that you get the chances and you're not helping yourself if you're not getting chances. Uh, you know, last year, the Broncos were the, the fourth uh, least team that had the most amount of power plays. I should say 214 last year. So the fourth least amount of power plays last season. So. Uh, you know, the fact that they're drawing all these penalties early on uh, does bode well, I think. It's just a matter of trying to build up that power play chemistry and hoping that guys can kind of find some things that work. And, uh, you know, getting that late one last night uh, maybe gets the monkey off the back and uh, hopefully the power play starts to connect a little more. 
Yeah, we uh, we got a loaded podcast today for for your fans. We have uh, assistant coach Scott Dutart joining us for the coaches segment. Now we did record our chat with Scotty on Tuesday, so uh, I know you'll have a fresh coaches chat with uh, Dean Brockman this morning on the breakfast with Brockman on our social media, or perhaps one of the other members of the coaching staff. But we have a, a chat with Scott Dutart that we recorded on Tuesday, and we also chatted up Caleb Y. Rostock in the in the subway whl hub and looking forward to getting his thoughts on this young season here but uh, yes in the much more immediate future assistant coach scott dutart joins us on broncos this week brought to you by original 16 you're listening to broncos this week presented by original 16 the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast, original 16 uh, coaches show portion of, uh, of things. Assistant coach Scott Dutart joining us right now after back-to-back losses to open up play in the Subway WHL hub. Scotty, thanks so much for uh, for taking the time to join us today. You know, at, at this stage in the, the kid's career, every game is a learning experience and uh, a learning experience and kind of asking a broad stroke question here. What were, uh, what were some of the learning experiences from games one and two? Well, I think for, for us, we've been talking about the importance of habits and we have a lot, we have a young core here now that, uh, that have joined us this, this go around and we're just trying to get them into those good habits and been working at stuff at practice to try and try and get them ready to go. And, and again, it's just consistency now, right? We've been, They've been doing a lot of good things, but it's just a matter of consistently doing it. And, and again, like you look at last night's game, we, we clawed our way back there and, and just they just couldn't capitalize in the end there. But again, it just, it's a learning curve. Game one, uh, your team had a pretty solid opening 40 before things tapered off in the final 20. It was kind of the opposite in game two where the team stumbled out of the gate and then fought their way back, as you said. So really just a matter of finding that level of consistency when it comes to the rest of the games here. Absolutely. I, I think for us, is we have to learn to put a full 60 together. You know, uh, last night's game, uh, after Winnipeg made it 5-1, there, there seemed to be some sort of a spark. I don't know if it was that goal. Was was there something that seemed to turn things around for the guys that, that you noticed at ice level? Oh, not really. I think it was just settling everybody down and getting back to basics. We're, we were trying to do too much and and for us, it just keep the game simple. We've been talking about trying to play with pace and, and just keep the game simple and keep the pot going north. Game one, we saw that line of Peltier, Y, Rostock, and Davies kind of lead the way offensively. And then game two, it was Nagy, Houck, and, uh, and Bodie Hagen. Uh, just some, some changes there to get some guys going offensively. Yeah, we, we moved Houker up there on the side. And, and one of the things that we've been talking about is trying to take the puck to the net and I thought he did a great job on, he drove the net there, had a couple good looks. And, and, and again, it's, uh, unfortunately he was, uh, would have been nice for him to get rewarded on the one drive there. It was really good opportunity, but no, he, he stepped up his game and, and I thought he, he responded well last night. I thought uh, Cole Nagy had a really, really strong game, obviously named one of the, the three stars last night, but, uh, but what did you see from, uh, from big 29 last night, Scott? Well, I, I've had history with Cole. I've known him since he was a young kid. So for for me, it's he 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 keeps getting better every game. And I think for him, he just has to remember or or just realize what what impact that big frame can do. And I think once he gets that, he'll he'll you'll see even a a, a more dynamic player in Nagy. The points are one thing with that goal and two assists for, for Nagy yesterday, but even in the faceoff circle, 14 for 19 uh, on the dot in, in that game on Monday. So that's also a way that he can impact the game. 
absolutely. For us, first possession is critical. And, and you watch him, like I said, he's such a big frame and, and he can get over the dot and control the dot. And, and you can see from if you were watching the broadcast, how low he gets on faceoffs. He's very flexible. He can get down and his timing is really good. And, and again, that, that, like I said, that first opportunity of possession is critical for us. Want to ask you about your blue line, Scott? You uh, you lose a veteran presence in Cade Augustine, and and now that presents the opportunity for some of the younger guys to to step up and and really contribute to their Western Hockey League team, eh? Yeah, we, right now, like Owen, I thought Owen Pickering had a really solid first game for us. We we played him all the way through till probably the last five minutes or so. Uh, for him, like he had he had to dust uh, or get rid of the nerves in the first period, but. I thought, I thought as the game went on, he started getting more confident. He started stepping up a bit more, uh, for our, for our back end, we have to start playing a little better on our, on our gaps though. We have to get up in the play a little bit more and, and be a little more activated. And I think we do that and that's going to help everything with, with our transitions and get generating a little more offensively as well. Also want to help out your goaltender course saw, you know, far too many odd man rushes, I think in that game against Winnipeg. And, uh, you know, you look at the six goals against, but I really don't think any of them you could fault uh, to the goaltender or the Poulter. No, Poulter, Poulter again, had a tremendous game. I thought, I thought uh, he showed a lot of poise. There's, there's some deadly shooters on that Winnipeg squad. And, and again, you have one of the best uh, junior players in the world and in uh, a player like Krebs and McLennan is, is a great player as well. And, he did a great job in close in shutting the door there. And, and like we were talking about before in the back end, I thought Alex Moore had a hell of a game too. He, he did a great job working. He, he's, he's always Mr. Consistency for us. And I thought he was really good on that back end, but yeah, Bolts, Bolts made some big stops for us when we needed him. At the time we're recording this, the uh, Swift Current Broncos are two games into their season and uh, yet to score their first power play goal. Um, but the team's getting opportunities, you know, nine opportunities through two games. You, you got to like that the guys are keeping their feet moving and drawing penalties. But uh, power play right now, you know, what, what are the goals with special teams here? Well, for us, it's, it, it's a work in progress. Like we said, with, with the young players, especially, we're getting some of those skilled younger players, some reps in there. And and again, today in practice, it, it just, it, for them, it's just the timing is a little bit off, I think. And, and again, Brandon's done a tremendous job in working with them and trying to get them to settle down. And I think in, as, as we move along in this, the, again, the nerves are going away. I think he, they're going to be able to capitalize and, and you're going to start to see some growth on that power play. One of those young guys who hasn't seen game action yet is goaltender Reed Dick. I assume he's going to get his first start to coming up pretty shortly here, but a uh, guy who I think has looked pretty good in practice. And I would imagine everyone's pretty excited to see what he can do at this level as well. Oh, he's, he's a great kid. Uh, he, he brings a lot of good energy to the team and fairly happy, fairly happy go lucky. I call him nuke, but uh, for the, he reminds me of the pitcher in bull Durham all the time. But uh, for, for me, he's a, he's a great kid to have around the rink and, and he's really been a sponge with Isaac. Isaac's done a tremendous job and, in uh, giving him some guidance and, and Dave's been working with them remotely as well. And, and he just, he keeps getting better every day. And he, like I said, his, his temperament, he's pretty mild mannered, but he's a beast when it comes to challenging shots and stuff. He, he's done a tremendous job and he competes hard and he's going to be a great goalie in, in our future. 
heck of a baseball player too before he made hockey a full-time commitment so so nice reference there uh scotty we're uh we're more than uh, a fair bit of time into the whole hub situation right now uh, the last time you joined us on the podcast it was revealed that you're kind of the covid police are, are the boys keeping your job pretty low maintenance yeah i've been polishing off my covid police badge but uh no they've been they've been really good our our guys have been again there there's so many or there were a lot of restrictions and a lot of rules and stuff these kids have done a tremendous job they're always wearing their masks they're doing what they're supposed to be and again i couldn't ask for for more from how they're conducting themselves with this whole thing last one for me scotty you feel like the the morale around the group is um, still pretty high about three weeks into this whole hub situation yeah you, well it, it it gets tiring uh, definitely and and especially when we were skating before with the two a days and everything and then all of a sudden the season hits and that pace hits you again like you're you're practicing and I thought our practices were really productive with pace but you get in that game situation it's a whole different animal and then you add in the emotion of being in the game and, and having that trying to be on and trying to stay focused uh today was a good day to just get out there get some reps in and 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 get prepared for Regina tomorrow all right. Uh, at our time of recording this, it was a, a Tuesday afternoon after that 6-4 loss to the Winnipeg Ice. And uh, for for something much more current, uh, folks can check out Breakfast with Brockman on our Swift Current Broncos social channels as Craig had that chat uh, earlier today. But Scotty, thanks so much for, uh, for chatting with us and breaking things down for us here. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's our Broncos This Week podcast, and we got our feature guest, uh, rookie Caleb Y. Rostock, joining us from the hub right now. Uh, Caleb, first game in the uh, abbreviated 24-game season, uh, a couple points. Did uh, did suiting up for four games in the dub last year help you out with your first couple games this year? Yeah, I think definitely just jumping in a couple games and uh, just understanding that the pace of play is much higher and that you got to make decisions much quicker I think that definitely has helped out this year so far so I think yeah I'd definitely say that those four games have, have helped me a lot for the start of this year I know you got new action uh, in some games at home before the season started as well with the new uh, Southern Alberta Hockey Academy there in Medicine Hat so I know it was only six games and it was quite a while ago but uh, did it feel nice just to get some action earlier on in the year as well yeah I think just because a lot of guys still weren't skating so I think just having the privilege to skate and to be able to play some games was, was awesome. And I think just, just staying in shape and uh, just trying to, trying to, I guess, further my skills for the start of this year was, was amazing. So a couple assists in your first game, uh, playing on a line with Raphael Pelche and Josh Davies. Uh, looks like there might be a little chemistry there. eh? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think, like I said, I think we're, we're a really fast line. We, uh, we move the puck well. And I think, we just wanted to, uh, we wanted to keep things simple. So our, our motto is kind of just get things to the net, kind of get scrums and bury some rebounds. And that's, that's how we got a couple goals. So. I wanted to ask you about your last name there, Caleb. Uh, Caleb Y. Rostock is how it's pronounced. Uh, I would imagine nobody's got it right on the first try. Am I right? Thinking, thinking that. Yeah, no, for sure. There's, I went to lots of tournaments throughout my hockey career and I don't, I don't think anybody has uh, successfully said it the first time. So. Oh, uh, well, those are the breaks and uh, our apologies for slaughtering it for the last <laughs> two years. And <laughs> glad, we finally go- glad we finally got it right. Uh, you know, how's, uh, how's hub life been for you so far? Uh, not bad. Um, I think obviously the first 
the first week of quarantine was probably the toughest just because you couldn't see any of the guys and stuff. But I think now that we're practicing and stuff and getting together as a team, it's, it's been really good kind of getting to know most of the guys and having lunch and breakfast and dinner with them and just spending a lot of time with the team. So I think it's been good for just bonding that way. Just asked uh, Scott Dutra the same question. What do you think the team morale is at uh, these days, Caleb? It's been almost three weeks in the hub here now and the season's underway. Do you feel like the guys are still, uh, still have that excitement uh, running through the veins? Yeah, I think obviously playing our first first two games, there's lots of excitement there. And I think just with this shortened season, there's there's going to be lots of excitement every night just because we have some guys drawing into the lineup, in and out of the lineup every night. So I think every time we do that, you get you get some new new excitement for different guys that are coming in that maybe have sat a couple games. So I think, um, yeah, definitely there's there's lots of excitement every game. So. You know, looking at your numbers over the past few years, no matter what level you play at, you know, there, there's a lot of points, but there's also a lot of penalty minutes in there. And we certainly discussed this before on this podcast. Uh, you know, you're, you're six games into your Western Hockey League career for last year and two this year. You know, how do you feel that transition is going to the, to the major junior level? Yeah, I think, I think it's going pretty well. I think I can, I can skate good and keep up with this level. And I think, obviously, one of the biggest things I've worked on is just kind of being smarter and picking my my moments and areas to get under guys skin. So I think that's, that has definitely uh, been one of my main focuses for the start of this year. And I think I've done well at that. So I think, yeah, I definitely, um, I'm definitely trying to fit in well and I, I, I am fitting in well. So. Kind of wonder what the, the, the couple of years leading up to becoming a full-time Western league are like for a guy who gets drafted and, and eventually signed by a team. I mean, I'd imagine you're keeping up with all the teams doing over the years and leading up to the chance where you get to make that jump to the team full-time. Yeah, obviously when I got drafted, I, I was keeping kind of tabs on everything and everyone they were picking up and signing and stuff like that in their roster and kind of results in games and stuff like that. But I think just being up in Edmonton, I was definitely keeping track of how they were doing, just all the new guys and new faces that were coming in so that when I eventually did get called up that I, I kind of had an idea of who I'd be playing with and kind of the guys that'd be surrounding me, so. You know, you, you touched on life in the hub. You're going out and having meals with the team and everything. But, uh, you know, what is what does hub life downtime look like? You know, in situations like this, when you're not on podcasts, what kind of things are you doing to to kind of keep busy and stay sane? Uh, we obviously got I got a pair of recovery boots I was just using. Keep the legs fresh. Um, we watch we watch in the lounge. We usually watch some of the other games that are going on. Um, at night, sometimes the boys get some friendly poker games going, but I think think other than that, just just hanging out with the guys in the lounge, playing some card games, and just kind of getting to know each other better has probably been one of the main things we've been doing. So, who's the who's the hustler at the poker table? Who's taking all your fake money? Uh, I definitely say Weegs and and Hal are up there. Those are the two guys. We got some beginners, so they're kind of they're getting chintz, getting their money stolen. But I think um, yeah, definitely Weegs and Hal have been running the table so far. You know, uh, at the time we did this interview, we're two games in right now. There's uh, there's certainly been some some offensive bright spots with this team right now. Is there? Uh, you, you touched on morale being good, but uh, is there, despite the 0-2 record, uh, some excitement amongst the group? Yeah, I, I definitely think um, last night getting the offense going, we got had a had a bit of a comeback, had four goals there. So I think just getting getting some of the other guys involved in the scoring. And I think just getting that depth going, I think that's what we're going to need to rely on some depth scoring throughout the entire lineup. So I think just getting that going last night has been a boost to a lot of guys' confidence. So that'll, that'll hopefully lead in the next game. Having the, the veteran players around is key, of course, for the younger guys to kind of 
show them the ropes and help them along. But, uh, you know, being one of the younger guys in that room with a lot of other younger guys, it must be kind of cool to, to look around and see these guys that could be teammates of yours for the next three or four years. Yeah, it's definitely exciting to to look around and see the group we're going to have in a couple of years. And, and then just, I guess, the older guys just kind of showing us the the ins and outs of the league that uh, we might not have been fully aware of for the games that we've been called up for. So I think definitely the leadership group has been really good there. And yeah, all the, all the young guys are trying to soak up as much uh, information as they can right now. So Caleb, uh, thanks a lot for, for taking some time in the uh, hashtag subway WHL hub for, uh, for having a chat with us today. It's uh, it's greatly appreciated and best of luck along the way, man. Thank you so much guys. You're listening to Broncos this week presented by original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week podcast. It is game day. The Broncos, the late game tonight, taking on the Brandon Weed Kings. First meeting between uh, the Broncos and Brandon Weed Kings. Ryan Schweitzer here along with Craig Boschman. Uh, what do we know about the squad from Brandon, which seems to always be competitive year after year? Yeah, and that's just it. I mean, I think there's no question they're led by uh, Braden Schneider, you know, first round pick of the New York Rangers this past year, 19th overall pick. Um, you know, the Broncos catch a little bit of a break as the, the Weekings will be without Ridley Gregg, who was also a first-round pick of the Ottawa Senators. He's serving game three of his three-game suspension that he got for uh, checking from behind major in the first game of the year. But, um, you, you know, you kind of touched on it there, Brandon. It seems like they're always a very talented team. And um, you look at the – I mean, you can look at the the veteran guys like Schneider and Gregg, but there's also some young guys on this team. They've got three uh, 16-year-old forwards who are all first-round picks in 2019. And – Tyson Zimmer, Rylan Rorsma, and uh, Nate Danielson, who uh, I think Nate Danielson might be the most impressive of the bunch, uh, a guy who played with Caleb Y. Rostock last season, had 60 points for that Northern Alberta team, was the fifth overall pick in 2019. And, uh, you know, he's probably going to be the next, uh, you know, wave of offense for the Brandon Weekings as the years go along. So uh, they lost, uh, you know, a strong goaltender in Yuri Patera, who graduates to the professional ranks, but uh, still loaded with some uh, some high-end talent, this Brandon team. So the Broncos are going to have to try and uh, keep up the pace. You know, they played pretty well in moments, uh, especially to start yesterday against Regina, and they're going to need a similar uh, similar type effort uh, tonight. Yeah, how, how's the team holding up? Uh, you know, and we knew going in, this was going to be a lot of hockey and not a lot of days. Uh, how's everybody doing? I think they're doing okay. Um, you know, with the fact that you're practicing or at least skating a little bit every day and having games every other day, I think there's going to be some guys who are a little banged up here and there, but uh, you know, as we know, hockey players uh, don't usually get held out of games for for being a little banged up. So I think they'll be fine and hopefully no serious injuries uh, as the hub goes along. But, um, you know, I think the guys are just happy to kind of be back at it. And uh, I don't think fatigue has uh, has set in quite yet. 8 p.m. tonight, Broncos and Brandon. Next game after that in the uh, Subway WHL hub for the Broncos is going to be the Saturday afternoon 4 o'clock game against the Moose Jaw Warriors. That'll do it for another edition of Broncos This Week. I'm, Craig, I'm Ryan Schweitzer. He's Craig Boschman. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.